Let's head to our regular series, Made in New Zealand. A chance to meet New Zealanders who are making things. Uh, And today, our guest saw a need and filled it. Literally, after working as an engineer in product development for years, Bernie Highstand realised he couldn't fit all the grass into one wheelbarrow after mowing the lawn. And when he searched for a bigger wheelbarrow, the only ones he could find were rubbish. So he designed his own, and thus Bernie's Barrows was born. Bernie joins me now. Hello there. Good afternoon, Jesse. People will be shocked by this. You think the shape of a traditional wheelbarrow isn't quite right? Correct. Um, For gardening-type activities, you inadvertently find yourself cutting trimmings from trees and hedges up small just to fit them into the tub shape Mm. and then transport them to your rubbish pile. So when I looked at requirements of a large capacity wheelbarrow, that's the key thing is capacity. People ask me what weight will it carry. Well, the weight is actually irrelevant. The capacity is the issue for gardening type activities. And a conventional tub-shaped single-wheeled wheelbarrow doesn't address that well, in my opinion. Very interesting. What was going on in your life when you were thinking about this? Um, Well, initially it was driven purely by the fact that I'd switched from a conventional 18-inch wide rotary lawnmower to a 21-inch wide mower that had a large bag catcher. And so it was all about the capacity of grass when mowing the lawns. And then, of course, as I was living on a near 1,200 square metre section, I had shrubs and trees to trim. And as I just said, a conventional tub-shaped barrow didn't address that issue. And so I just got thinking, you know, that there's got to be something better and wasn't able to find it. Yeah. And you'd had a few changes in your life by the sounds of things. Yeah. So the initial realisation about the barrows happened in the early 90s. And I actually built a barrow for a friend of mine who owned a lifestyle block. And him and his wife were happy with that barrow, but I wasn't happy with the way in which I'd made it. And it always sort of sat in my mind. And then, unfortunately, in March of 2007, my first wife of almost 33 years suddenly passed away from leukaemia. And as we had no children, I was home alone at night and desperately needing something to get into emotionally. And I dug out all the old notes and things from my barrow uh, that I did in the early 90s, and this would have been somewhere late in 2008. Mm. And I just basically designed the whole barrow on the dining room table at nights after dinner, and sometimes um, it was 4 a.m. before I went to bed. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Would you recommend that, by the way, for someone who's going through, I assume what you were dealing with is, is grief, um, yes. ha- having a, a project and, and finding something to devote some energy to? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt, as crazy as it may sound, the Barrow Project was my emotional saviour. Um, if I hadn't got stuck into that, I, I don't know how I would have fixed myself. Um, and it just takes over your mind. Uh, That's sort of the way I work in terms of product development. I need to get really emotionally into something to be able to contribute, 
and the Barrow project just ticked all those boxes well and truly. Um, I had hand-built a full working prototype by April of um, 2010, and I was travelling to Hamilton to watch the supercars, and my sister lives there, and she has a large garden, and a couple of my other sisters also were coming to visit. We had a bit of a family gathering, and I showed them the prototype, and they all um, made comments, as people do. And I then came back home and then confided in a very close friend who's actually an industrial designer, um, Daryl Neal. And Daryl is one of these fabulous people who just latch on to things. And um, Daryl, as an industrial designer, industrial designers get excited about how something looks, whereas us engineers get excited (laughs) about how it works. And so I knew of Daryl, and he and I had worked together on projects previously, and, um, you know, he, he was able to tidy up some rough edges for me and by the end of 2010 we had a full second working prototype which addressed all those issues and that became the production barrow but it took until March of 2014 to have it ready to show the public and I showed it to the public the first time at Central District's field days in fielding in March of 2014 Yeah. and got orders straight away. Ah, um, did everyone um, love it straight away? No, there was a mixed reaction. Several farmers, blokes, big, strong men would say, you know, what's wrong with a conventional single-world wheelbarrow? Why don't you do that? And the reality is, at the risk of sounding sexist and ageist all at once, women and children struggle with a single-wheeled wheelbarrow because you have to devote so much energy into balancing the darn thing rather than actually pushing it and doing what you need it to do. So a two-wheeled barrow eliminates all of that. You're not wasting your energy balancing it. Left less, um, uh, yeah, shall I rephrase that and say less reliance on um, pure strength and less reliance on... Um, a lot of years of experience using a wheelbarrow. You can just... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, and, yeah, and so, so people weren't sure, but then they started coming around. Yes. So we t- I took some orders at that initial um, field days and began selling barrows in May of 2014. The delay was completing the tooling for the wheel. The wheel... The size and position of the wheel is the key to the whole design Mm. and the way in which the barrow works. And I lost a lot of time between the beginning of 2011 and uh, about the early 2013, so a good couple of years searching for a wheel that I could buy to use. And everything I found was either not strong enough or didn't pass um, Daryl's visual scrutiny, i.e. it was ugly, and um, yeah. and so we designed and made our own wheel, which is not a cheap exercise, um, you know, like I sunk $120,000 of my own money. Come on, making a wheel. Correct, correct. Designing a wheel. Mm-hmm. There was $30,000 $30, worth of upfront 
design and computer analysis to be sure that it's going to work properly. Haven't you heard that old phrase about not trying to reinvent the wheel? Yeah, I know. And then $90,000 for the tooling, but Mm -hmm. now you've got a wheel that looks magic and works extremely well. Gosh. And because I own the tools, that gives me a degree of protection because people can't start making my barrow because they can't um, get the wheels. Mm. And um, and it also backed up my whole wanting the barrow to be 100% New Zealand made, whereas all of the wheels were mm. Asia um, that we had previously looked at. And as I say, none of them actually fitted the bill. And so I was hesitant to do that. I had some very well-meaning friends saying, what on earth was I doing? <laughs> Destroying my superannuation fund that I'd created on years and years of work. By, but you, but you believed, eh? Well, yes. Um, although I have to be honest, Jesse, <laughs> in that people were challenging me as to how many barrows I would sell in year one, year two, year three, all that usual business case kind of stuff. Yeah. And I would just hold my hands up in the air with the palms upright and say, I don't have a clue. It's impossible yeah. to do market analysis. <laughs> I am going ahead with this thing because I want to. I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking I wish I had. And uh, in the silence of my own self, I thought I might sell 50 barrows in my first year. And in year one, we sold 95. And oh, it's been my worst year so far. Oh, great, great, great. And people who tried them, what was the feedback? Oh, I'm absolutely humbled and overwhelmed. Like just two weeks ago, I was in Christchurch at the New Zealand Agricultural Show, again, promoting and selling barrows. But I had several existing barrow owners bowl up to me. The people who I would have met fleetingly several years ago when I sold a barrow and they come up and big burly farmers shake my arm and uh, hand and try to dislocate my shoulder. (laughs) Women throw their arms around my neck and give me a peck on the cheek and they stand there waxing on about how the Bernie's barrow is. And so all of the um, hard times are forgotten and those moments are absolutely treasured because what a tremendously satisfying thing for you to go through to take a chance on something, to devote, you know, a good portion of your life to something and to be there as it flourishes and you're proven, you're vindicated basically, you're proven to be right about it at all. Uh, yeah, to me it's not about being right or wrong. It is extremely satisfying as an engineer to create something because I believe there was a need and to start right at the beginning with, you know, the proverbial blank piece of paper and saying, well, okay, Bernie, in your mind, what is the ultimate large capacity wheelbarrow? And to sketch that image and then work out all of the pieces of the puzzle to make the finished image. Yeah, I got you. And then to get other people to produce component parts for me, which I do, and then I do the final assembly of every Bernie's Barrow so that I know exactly what's going to the customer. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm, I'm just about and out of time. I want you to tell me, Bernie, where, where, you going? where are you going from here? I would love to... I have invested heavily in intellectual property. 
I would love to sell the rights and all of the tooling to Bernie's Barrow to some major overseas company who could take it to a worldwide product rather than just a local New Zealand cottage industry product. That would be my ultimate end goal. Fantastic. And uh, you're 70 now, and yes. I presume you're feeling um, pretty good about life and you're in a much different place than you were 16 years ago when you were looking for a project to sort of get you out of a low patch. Oh, absolutely. And as I say, that Bernie's Barrow was definitely my emotional saviour and it tends to consume my life even to the extent that I get told off by my current wife for huh. Barrow Talk in bed. <laughs> Barrow Talk. <laughs> Great to meet you. Awesome. Just, just the you. sort of person I was hoping to meet when I launched this series made in New Zealand. Good on you, Bernie. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Bernie's Barrows.